Mighty Digressions. It is raining torrentially right now. Pastor Paladin, I don't believe that's a book. Uh, indeed, you see uh, a intimidating-looking uh, tiefling. And the combination leads us all to one conclusion. To the Amber Dew. All right, let us dive in. Let us uh, continue on. So, uh, when we last left, you all had graciously agreed uh, to travel from Candlekeep to Baldur's Gate and investigate the source of these roguish books that had been uh, that had been plaguing uh, travelers to the library over the last several weeks. Kess, would you please tell me where along, where on the map or where along the fire Kess would find herself? Kess would be, I see, are those three or four rocks to the left of the fire? They are indeed. I'm on the southernmost lowest rock, perched on the edge. Okay, fabulous. Uh, And a d20 roll, por favor. That would be a seven. As you are on the road, uh, this is fabulous. Um, as you're on the road, uh, a wandering minstrel begins wandering uh, past your camp uh, and offers a song or a story. What song or story do they perform, and are they any good? They don't. They don't handle their instrument with a high degree of competence. So I ask them for a story, and they tell. A mysterious story. They, they're really good storyteller, and they tell a story about a mysterious werewolf-like creature um, called Bisclavre. Fabulous. Uh, what what is uh, what is the what's the the short version of the story of Bisclavre? A nobleman is happily married, and his wife asks him, "What's his secret? Why does he always disappear?" And he tells her, "I'm actually a werewolf." And I hide my clothes here. And she takes another lover and they steal his clothes. And he's caught as a werewolf forever. Fabulous. Uh, Except that he goes to the king and manages to get revenge. Excellent. Oh, I love it. That's fabulous. Simeon, please, uh, where along the camp are you? And a d20 roll. I will be situated... Opposite Kess, we seem to be the most at the ready. So I would, though we're good friends, and I would like to be a part or next door generally from a defensive standpoint, I would be opposite Kess. Um, leaves me a little bit in the open, but I'd rather be the target than any of my compatriots. Fair enough. My D20 roll was a 19. A 19. Your character has learned something recently. What is it, and how did you learn it? As we were leaving, I did some investigation, and I find that Valor is definitively fallen from the order. The circumstances are not known to me, but it is known that she is not uh, respected any longer. She makes her way as a sellsword, um, but yes, still that's correct. maintains her traffic. That said, there is question as to whether her fall was legitimate, and she has fallen into her state as in, they think I'm this, so I might as well be this, or was she actually this? That remains in question. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. 
Uh, next would be Daz, please. Where along the fire and a d20 roll. So there's this kind of fence along the right side of the map here. There is, yes. Um, I think I've probably, if we're kind of relaxing at camp, I've probably taken all of my heavy armor off and I'm kind of perched up on the fence, staring either into the flames or into the night sky. Okay. And your d20 roll. That's a three. A three. Uh, As uh, you are startled by a riderless horse careening down the path towards you, how do you react? Um, Oh, I maybe... I'm going to jump out in front of the horse. I know I've taken my armor off and it's probably risky. I just jump out and stick my hands out and hope that I can calm the sure. um, the creature. Give me an animal handling roll, please. That's only a six. Only a six. Uh, you are not able to calm the horse and he continues storming down the road. Right. Um, is the, I guess, looking at it, does it look like there's anything attached to it? Any like there is an empty saddle uh, and with saddlebags on either side. So this is clearly uh, this seems like somebody was on it. You, in fact, you are a skilled horseman. You rode uh, to the carriage previously, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, you recognize that the uh, the horse has the trappings of having been ridden recently. Um, and unknown something has happened to his rider. I see. Yeah. Um, is that the end of my scenario, I suppose? Uh, well, uh, unless there's something else that you can think of to do, but he has galloped, he has galloped past you at this point. Yeah, I suppose he's, he's in the distance now. I'll, I'll leave him to ride. All right. Um, Alarai, let us go with you, please. I need, uh, to know where you are around the fire and a D20 roll. Um, I imagine that Alarai, that tree just north of the rocks, um, that she would have been walking from the woods between the rock and the tree, probably just returning with some game for dinner. Fabulous. And just a straight 20? Please. Um, I have a 12. So, Illidaz, as you were arriving back to the fireplace, you heard this commotion and saw Illidaz trying to stop uh, a horse that was galloping out of control down the road. Um, that reminds you of something that you miss from where you are from. My own little pony. I had a pony back when I was a little girl back at our village, and I loved her for the rest of her life, since horses only live about 30 years. She had been my older sister's horse and then my horse, and she was already old by then. And boy, I miss that pony. Well, that's excellent. Okay, um, Inan, uh, where would you like to be around the fire? And a d20 roll, please. I believe Anon would be leaning up against the tree uh, north of Alarai. And I roll a five. A five, okay. You have something from home among your belongings. What is it, and why did you bring it? In my pouch, I have a small twig from a tree that I saw struck by lightning. I don't have many in the way of possessions. Home is where I take it. So I uh, bring it along to remind me that uh, this is uh, a tree I saw fell by lightning uh, shortly before I began uh, my wandering. Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, And Sprocket. 
So two spaces to the left of the fire pit, right in that little crook of an armchair of rocks on the ground, Sprocket would be seated. Okay. Perfect. Right by the fire. Excellent. And a d20 roll, please. 15. 15. You catch the eyes of something in the wilderness. What sort of animal is it? So Sprocket is uh, sitting there, kind of leaned back against the, the rocks. He's kind of set it up exactly like the armchair he's talking about. There's a little low shelf on one side, and he set out a couple of his items for his uh, uh, nightly maintenance on his objects and, you know, the study that he does. So he's got his, he's got a little music box set out that when he opens it, plays a faint but soft old gnomish melody audible out to 10 feet. And he puts out a little box that starts to smell of fresh baking bread. And he pulls out a slate board and starts working on the schematics while studying the music box itself and tinkering with it. Um, he happens to glance up and see two eyes glowing in the darkness right behind Illidaz in those trees on the other side of the fence, just reflecting the firelight just to his right, if he's facing us, on the north side of him. And I'm peering closer, fully intent now. Sprockets leaned forward, no longer looking at his little gadgets. And he goes, Illidaz, don't move. I think there's a bear behind you. Is it one of the bad bears, or is it a friendly bear? Does it look friendly? I don't know. It's a bear. I haven't met many bears, but I've heard they're not overly friendly. Gentlemen, I need an investigation check from both of you. That's only an eight from me. 24. Um, Sprocket, you are convinced, in fact, that there is for sure something behind Illidaz. Seriously, dude, stand up casual and move this way. I guess I'm trying to like very carefully get like get off the fence slowly, even though all my armor is right there. Yep. Um, are you glancing behind you? I think I'm gonna try and keep look. I, I'm keeping my eyes on Sprocket and and just trying to focus on him right now. I'm walking very carefully forward. Alari, would you give me an investigation, uh, a perception check, please? Perception. I have an eighteen. Uh, you are now convinced that the bear that Sprocket saw is, in fact, in that clump of trees beyond the fence behind Illidaz. Um, Illidaz, you said you're moving closer towards the fire? Mm-hmm. I would um, like to draw my you, bow. You're also sure that it's probably not a... It doesn't look like a bear. It's far too sneaky. Draw your I'm going to draw my bow. Yeah. Fabulous. Yep. And maybe whisper... I. Doesn't seem big enough to be a bear. I don't think it's a bear, but it's something. It's Biscare, that werewolf story. Oh my god! Sprocket leaps to his feet. The the other the three people who have not yet determined that there is something in the woods there distinctly heard something move through those trees. And Illidaz, you are you are now sure that whatever Sprocket saw behind you, there is definitely something in those trees. Oh, and I've left my armor there now. <laughs> And my weapons. Are you Cass would like to leap forward to um, flank Daz as, as he's retreating yeah. with Simeon on the other side, just in case there should be some attack. J- just yeah, just yep. to be um, to be uh, uh, protecting the rear as yep. Daz is trying to retreat. Fair and uh, Simeon will step forward uh, and actually get uh, right up to where uh, Daz's armor was. So that no one's taking the armor without dealing with me. And obviously I'm going to be looking to see if I can eyeball whatever this might be. Yep. Um, So you definitely, uh, you definitely eyeball it 
a a giant rat lunges from the trees at you and misses. Um, but it definitely has now snapped at you. Uh, draw scimitar, and we're gonna get we're gonna yep. have some rat on its deal. Now, I normally do the two weapon fighting thing, so am I gonna get both attacks or just the one? You'll get you'll get both. That's fine. Okay. So the first attack looks like it's going to be a seventeen. That's a hit. The second attack looks like it's going to be a twenty-one. Both of those are hits. That's going to be a ten. That that's just one of them. I don't know if I'm going to need the. You second don't even hit need the not. second one. Nope. Nope. Right. Tell me how you tell me how you dispatch uh, with the giant rat. I slash, and it literally slices it in half, sending one half the 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 top half of the rat, the face and teeth chattering and it rolls closer to the fire so its eyes glisten as its teeth stop chattering and its lower half just lands on the ground at my feet positively disgusting looking at the uh head i turn to sprock and say that was definitely not one of the friendly bears as you're turning to sprock and he sees the head rolling and chattering he gives a squeak and leaps up onto the rock to his right his tuning fork at the ready. Are we sure it's not a rare rat? Um, I turn I turn around. I'm confident it is nothing at this point. And I return to my spot by the fire. Alari, would a 13 hit your armor class? E, no. A bolt, a crossbow bolt, fires uh, between you and Enon and lands in the dirt by the fire. I notch my arrow and draw it and start scanning and call out, we're under attack. Uh, give me a perception roll. Mm, six. Uh, you don't see anything in the dark. That's all I have. Okay. Uh, so we are officially in rounds at this point. So, uh, Kess, would you please... Uh, I don't, it's your turn. So the crossbow bolt came from behind the trees up, up north of me? Correct. Northwest? Came, uh, but yeah, it basically came uh, between... Alorai and Enon and landed in the fire. So it definitely came from that direction. All right. Um, so I am going to, first of all, I'm going to say everyone, holler to everyone, take cover. They have a crossbow. I myself, I'm going to do a, I'm going to move and leap or climb up into this tree and see what I can see in the dark, where I see extremely well. Okay, which uh, which tree are you crawling into? I'm climbing high up in the tree directly behind Inan and Alarai. Okay, give me a stealth check, please. That would be a 13. Uh, what can I see? Uh, give me a perception check also, please. That would be a 18. Oh no, sorry, 20, dirty 20. But there are at least three other rats that seem to be skulking in the underbrush towards the party. All right. So for my, uh, I've had my movement, uh, and uh, now I'm going to shoot one of my darts at the nearest rat, the yep. one that's sneaking up on Sprocket, and that would be a twenty-three to hit. That'll hit. And that does uh, six piercing damage. Okay. Uh, it is uh, it is grievously wounded. It shrieks. Um, so Sprocket and uh, Alora, you hear a, like this shrieking sound behind you. Uh, and as you turn around, you see a handful of uh, of rats uh, again in the underbrush behind you. Simeon, 
Yes. I'm going to shout out, Daz, hop the fence, get your armor on. And I'm going to rush between Alori and um, Sprocket. And I don't know if I have enough movement. Uh, if I can, I'll attack that one that was wounded. Three, but four, five, six. No, you're going to be one square away. Okay. Then that's where I will be. Um, Daz. Yeah, it's your turn. So the question is, how long is it actually going to take me to get my armor? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, several rounds. <laughs> I I am going to I run or I'm going to dive for my just my sword and shield for now. I, I know that um, it's probably it will take me too long to put yep. my armor on. I'm going to shoot a shield of faith at Sprocket. Yep, um, that's a bonus action. Fabulous. Um, okay. So that gives him uh, plus two AC. Excellent. Very much. Looking, looking at the group here, I feel like these two, um, or oh, these three large people, maybe don't need it as much as Little Sprocket might. <laughs> yeah. uh, as an action, you have, about half your you have about half your movement left, but I know you wanted to pick up your sword and your shield, so that probably yeah. picking up your sword and shield will, and getting them situated will take your action, but you've got about half your movement left. Yeah, I will. I guess move as close as I can to the main group. Um, and for my actual action, I can't do all that much, so I'll probably will hold my shield up just in case there's any more bolts coming out. You could say that's a dodge action, I suppose. Fair enough. Perfect. Uh, Inan, your action, please. I would like to move 20 feet east, sorry, west, and I would like to try to attempt to use um, Shocking Grasp on yep. uh, the rat uh, okay. northwest of me. Fabulous. Uh, roll your attack roll, please. Seven total. Uh, that will not hit. Give me, uh, before you care, I need a perception roll from you also, please. Sure. Fourteen. You certainly see the three rats in front of you and are convinced that there's something else moving uh, just beyond your sight. And I would like to move. Um, I'll end my turn. Okay. Fabulous. Alori. I'm just going to move in front of Sprocket. So and shoot that. that rat. Yep. Okay. Uh, as long as you hit, you will kill it. Well, a 21 hit. It will indeed. <laughs> and that rat, it, that rat is a do... He was already skewered uh, in his side from uh, one shot, and now it is uh, skewered through its, through its head uh, and pinned to the ground. Uh, give me a perception check, please. I have a 13. You also are convinced that something just outside your periphery uh, is is moving. There's more out there, guys. Illidaz, will a 19 hit you? Yes, very easily. Okay. Uh, a crossbow bolt hits you uh, for seven damage in your right side. And that's piercing damage. Okay. Give me a perception check also, please. Very bad. Um, <laughs> three. You were too busy getting shot. Uh -huh. Okay, um, but you all hear definitely Illidaz, ah, as he gets hit by a crossbow bolt behind you. Get low, man! Get low! <laughs> I thought this uh, enormous shield would help me, but I guess not. <laughs> Sprocket, it is your turn. Sprocket sees the two that remain and the one that is dead, correct? Correct, yes. Fire gives dim light out at least 30 feet, so my dark vision isn't going to help. Yep. But within 30 feet, right near either of the two rats. Sprocket is quickly scanning for a fist-sized rock. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do, so you want it closer to the rats than where you are? 
specifically, I want it to either the upper left of the top rat or the bottom right of the lower rat in a position that would line that would make a straight line connect them. Uh, those of you that, were, that are close enough to him would see him tap his long tuning fork on a lodestone embedded in the back of his right gauntlet behind his hammer, and little lines begin to form on it, almost like a schematic. And if you're close enough to actually see, it looks like a mini ballista. And the tuning fork begins to vibrate and hum in this weird cadence that almost sounds like the creaking of heavy wooden limbs. And he points it at the rock, and in little lines of light, almost like a schematic being drawn, a small three-dimensional ballista forms positioned around the rock and shoots it in a straight line, goes in a straight line up to 90 feet in the direction of my choosing before falling to the ground, stopping early if it hits a solid surface. So they get a saving throw, first the first one, and then if he misses, the second one. On a failed throw, it hits one of them and stops, and they take the damage of 3d8 bludgeoning. Cool. Is there an a is there a contested roll for it or is it just just their deck save to see if they can dodge it? Okay, I will roll their deck saves, uh, and that's against a fourteen. Uh, they both succeed. Well, then my little rock shoots past them off into the darkness. All right. Uh, then next, uh, they actually get to move, and on uh, the one further out uh, moves closer towards you. They are both attacking you, uh, and they have pack tactics, so they will both roll an advantage. Uh, that one is an 18, and that one is a natural 20. So that will hit. Will the 18 hit your armor class? Yes, they both hit. Yes, it will. Okay, and they are both bite attacks. Uh, so, <laughs> so that first one is 6, and the other one with the natural 20... Hits for another eight, so 14 total hit points. Um, and it's just piercing damage. There's no poison or anything like that. Um, so both rats uh, jump at Anon and uh, bite him quite viciously. Um, he is he is, uh, he is grievously wounded, <laughs> in fact. Uh, back at the top of the round, uh, Kess. Kess can't help but notice that everyone else is um, perceiving movement out there. So Kess wants to do a perception check first and see if she can tell which direction the movement is coming from or maybe even see more. Uh, Roll that advantage because uh, Daz did get shot by a crossbow bolt. And so Kess is definitely smart enough to triangulate. So figure out the direction. Yeah. Okay. So that would be um, 21. Excellent. Yes. Uh, you for sure see um, a larger rat walking on two hind legs very stealthily with a crossbow. And it is about 30 feet to the northeast of where you are. Okay. It has its, its leveled its sight towards Illidaz and is very quietly now reloading its crossbow. All right. Well, that is my priority, and you can't show me exactly where on the map it is, but my movement can easily take me there. So take me right there, and I am spinning uh, in a black dragon motion, which gives me some AC as well, right? So this is like a shield, plus I'm going to womp that rat. I am running for the rat, and I'm going to womp him. Okay. Roll your attack roll. Here comes the womp. Um, so that would be uh, 16 to hit. 
A 16 will hit. All right. And that gives him 10 bludgeoning damage. Oof. Okay. And then I'm also going to, I'm just going to drive a front kick right at him. Pile driver kick. Yep. Love it. And that would be seven more damage. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he is, you, uh, he is totally surprised by you jumping out of the tree at him. Uh, he did, he did not expect to see you. Uh, and with two staff hits and a kick, um, he is, he is quite, uh, uh, quite injured. Yeah. And he, uh, he is not able to kind of hold in his, uh, his surprise and pain, uh, revealing his location. So I'm also going to yell back to Daz. I got him for you, but he's not dead yet. Simeon. I take notice of, of uh, Kess's uh, exclamation. Yep. Uh, however, seeing that Anon is definitely in trouble, yes. I'm going to advance and uh, a five foot swinging overhand with my left, with my left hand, my second sword. Yep. Uh, the the uh, scimitar known as Infernal Lisa. That's going to be a 20 to hit. That will hit. And that's going to be a 10 to damage with excellent. a downswing. Uh, dispatched with alacrity, sir. Excellent. I'm going to continue my movement five foot and with an upswing slash at the remaining one and say, Celestria, do your worst. And uh, swing at that one. And that's going to be an 18 to hit. That will hit. And we're going to do seven points of damage to this to this one. Fabulous. Uh, that one also gets sliced in twain. Cool. With the, and then I'm going to turn to Anon and say, get back between the trees and shout out to Daz. Daz, Anon needs your aid. Daz, it is your turn. Okay. So have first question. Have we long rested since we left Candlekeep? Not since you've left Candlekeep. This was your first night. Okay. So I am going to, I guess, clutching. Uh, maybe I will drop my sword at this point since it seems like I'm not going to be getting anywhere close. Um, and clutching my wound, uh, I'm going to run as far as I can close to an arm and lay on hands. Uh, for as much as uh, he needs. Okay. I've got up to 10. Okay, so Anon, you gain up to 10 hit points. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you're, you're fine. He, um, he is not able to take any pot shots at you. He is quite distracted by the, uh, by the drow in front of him right now. So. <laughs> um, all right, um, Alari. Um, first thing she wants to do is look at that, look for or at that bard. Is he still here? Did he leave before this happened? No, no, he 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 wandered off uh, uh, okay. long ago. Yeah, I was gonna say, why aren't you doing anything, that was, man? I mean, because I mean that was quite fortuitous, Kess, that uh, the bard would come by and tell uh, this miraculous story about a werewolf. But mm-hmm. Um. So she's gonna run one, two, three, about twenty feet out in front of the fire, so that she has a clear shot over Kess's shoulder. Uh, Kess is fairly small, so he and he's fairly tall, so uh, he he doesn't have enough cover to qualify for for uh, disadvantage. So you're fine. Well, I got a ten to hit. That, that will not hit. I didn't think so. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, and on your turn. Thank you, Master Knight, Master 
It's my pleasure. Tom's light is shining on you. Comrade, my sword always belongs to you. Um, I would like to move 15 feet towards the... I'm sorry, is that a where we're at? And then uh, attempt to cast a lightning lure on him. Okay. That's a um, 15 plus 5, uh, and then he yep. uh, must succeed a strength saving throw. Okay, let me make my strength saving throw. Uh, he will succeed. Um, so does he get like half damage on a success, or is it no damage on a success? No damage on success. Fabulous. He uh, he successfully uh, shuffs off uh, the damage then. Uh, Sprocket, your turn, please. All right. So Sprocket's kind of been, uh, his head's been on a swivel as he watches the action unfold before him. Yes. Seeing Simeon quickly dispatch two of the rats over in the direction he used to be facing. You know, he'll give him some quick huzzas with each blow. Huzzah! Um, but he did hear the cry north and looks in that direction and slaps his tuning fork against the copper rods on his right forearm, and it begins to crackle with electric energy, and he drags it down them and shoots an electric bolt at the were-rat, so that miniature electric bolt hits him for eight damage. Woo! Okay. Uh, casts a lightning bolt, uh, streaks out, uh, and hits the, hits the were-rat in his chest, uh, leaving quite the scorch mark uh, on his armor. Um... It is his turn. Uh, Kess, he will attack you. Uh, He will try to bite you twice. Uh, One of them is an 18. The other one is a modified 20. Do either of those beat your AC? My AC is 17, so unfortunately, yes. Both of them will hit. Fabulous. All right. And you will take uh, 10 points of damage. So he snaps out at you and bites you once in the right leg and once in the, in the, like under your shoulder as you're spinning your staff for 10 points of damage. Uh, I also need two constitution saves. And the first one is a 13. The second one is a four. Okay, excellent. Uh, the bite that he took out of your leg, nothing felt extraordinary about it. The That's bite- good. I need those legs. The bite that he took out of your torso under your shoulder there felt exceptionally deep. Dashes off into... You will get an attack of opportunity as he does so. Damn right. uh, But he will dash off into the woods. I'm attacking. Opportunistically. Please. That would be a 25 to hit. Uh, You will hit him. Can I hit him with my three-section staff? I'm a little angry. Absolutely. That's for another nine damage. Oh, wow. Uh, he is he is hobbled, in fact. So, uh, and not only that, but I rolled a natural one on his stealth check. So, uh, as he turns to leave and try to flee through the, through the underbrush there, you hit him with the staff and break his leg. Uh, and he falls and kind of crumbles into the, un- the underbrush. Uh, but he is definitely still alive. Can I pursue him? Am I next? Uh, you are indeed next. All right. So my staff is still spinning, and I'm a little head up. So I'm just going to leap forward in pursuit of him, hurt leg and all. Sure. Um, Let's see. Keeping the same black dragon spin that I've been using with two sections for maximum womp and womp him. That would be a dirty 20 to hit. Fabulous. That's a hit. Watch out, womp rat. And that's another nine bludgeoning damage. Fabulous. And I'm doing a heel stomp right on him, right on his back. Yep. Uh, 
excellent. Uh, so you you stomp down on his back. Uh, you feel the vertebra of his spine separate as right. your as your heel touches ground uh, through him, uh, uh, and he uh, expires uh, very ungracefully. And I let out a cry as my adrenaline leaves me, and my right leg buckles under me, and I say. I'm kind of hurt, guys. I will rush to Kess's side. Same here. You run up to Kess's side. Uh, give me medicine checks, please. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, she's bleeding. Uh, yeah, I only got about like a, an eight as well. Yeah. Um, I really don't uh, want to become a wear rat. That's a, yeah. I'm definitely inclined if she's having difficulty walking to either help her up or carry her back to the uh, the fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that'd be fabulous. You uh, you can you can pick her up and and carry her. So. <laughs> Ignoring the arrow that's still kind of poking out of my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm can, fine. Don't worry. I'm fine. I'm light. Can Torm heal her? Uh, not until I've long rested. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I can continue making medicine checks, probably not. What is your medicine skill proficiency? Uh, one. You you know that the you don't have the power to heal her uh, until you have had a chance to rest. I've got a two. Maybe I should check myself. <laughs> uh, go ahead, roll. That would be a sixteen. Yeah, so you are super hurt. You can patch yourself up so that you stop bleeding, but. After thinking about it and realizing that that thing was clearly uh, was clearly a were rat, you called it uh, Sprocket in particular. Actually, you actually made the joke about the were rat, um, and since you had werewolves on your mind from the story, um, you are scared that that second bite in particular uh, could have infected you. So I'm going to explain this to the rest of them and uh, ask their advice. Who do we need to find to heal me? So Sprocket, uh, racking his brain with whatever knowledge of lycanthropy that he has, does he feel that an anti-poison salve will help as it's part venom or that it will not because it's a magical curse? No, it's it's not. Uh, it most likely will not help. Does he know the antidote, i.e.? Uh, give me an arcana check. 22. Yeah. You can piece that together. That you know that um, that this is that this is something that there are some things that science can help, and this is not one of those things. You need someone that can that can remove the curse. Definitely need magical curse lifting ability. That's beyond me. Does anybody else here have that capability? This is definitely in my wheelhouse, but I'm feeling very inadequate right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. While all this discussion is going on, Alari would like to go search the were rat. Uh, sure. Uh, give me, please, an investigation check. 16. Uh, you are able to find, uh, 13 gold coins in a pouch on its belt. What about that crossbow? The crossbow is certainly, uh, something that you can grab. Absolutely. And there are 30 crossbow bolts also. Well, I'm going to grab those. I would, I'm going to take a good look at his face and then come back. Okay. How good? Like, investigation check good? Mm, yes. I can't see him all that well in the dark. I got an eight. Okay. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's like, he's half shifting right now. Like he's, he's half the man he used to be. He's so, you know, that's problematic in the dark. 
I'm going to drag him back so I can see him in the light. <laughs> oh, okay. Make a strength check. Smart girl. Natural 20. Fabulous. Strong. You, are able you to throw the body back towards us. <laughs> you are exactly. so you're you're able to you are able to carry the body without any issue back to the fire. I need you to also make a constitution saving throw at advantage because you rolled a natural 20 on your strength check. I had a 19. Fabulous. Okay. Thank you. You did not contract lycanthropy by touching the bloody body of a were-rat. I'd like to take another look at him in the light. Okay. Uh, roll me, please, an investigation check at disadvantage. Because you already looked at him, you know, it's a double dip. 15, one five. Okay. All right. Make note of that, please, that you have a 15 on your investigation check of uh, examining his face. You feel, you feel like you've got a pretty good indication of what he looks like. Anything else that anybody would like to do while... In the uh, while it's nighttime, before you guys begin your badly needed long rest, I, I'm not going to try and sleep with this arrow in me. Yeah. So I'm just going to bite the bullet and pull it out. And because I'm a tiefling and I know I can handle it, I grab one of the logs from the fire and cauterize the wound right there. Rock on. Rock on. Uh, I need a Constitution saving throw from you, please. Yeah, that's fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, uh, you take three points of damage by pulling it out. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and that's I, I rolled. I, I I rolled an eighteen. You rolled really really high on your. <laughs> I rolled an eighteen on the check. So that was. Uh, I'd like to use my medicine skill to see if I can help patch him up. Your medicine check. Yeah. Um, I slapped some bandages on it. It it sticking the bandages nicely wrapped around his knee. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the skin that he just cauterized is still like a little gooey as you're like poking in it, uh, trying to trying to uh, trying to heal him. Uh, you're like you're rubbing tea on it. It's not getting better. Uh, you're using your left hand. It's still not getting better. You're not sure what's going on. Simeon, it's all good, man. Like I'll just I'll put some like rags on it or whatever and sleep, and I'm no sure thanks, I'll be I'll fine. Just die. <laughs> I think you're overestimating the healing properties of tea, my dear. I was just going to give him a bandage, but um, maybe I'll just stick to boiling some some water. Um, So I'll boil some water so there's some soothing um, sleepy time style things for uh, everyone to... I ask someone who's doing better than me with my five hit points to go retrieve my dart from the rat in the woods. Uh, After the water's on, I'll go do that. Yeah. Uh, make an investigation so, check, please, Simeon. Or uh, anybody who wants to go look for, for darts. Uh, Sprocket, we'll get to you in just one second. Just make an investigation check before uh, you go look. I decided to do that, too, and rolled a 20 again. All right, uh, so, Simeon, you're looking around and can't find it, and then Alari, like, you're, like, standing on it accidentally, uh, and Alari's like, it's right here, and picks it up and uh, hands it to Kess. So, Sprocket. Thank you. Well done. You're welcome. Crossing the firelight from his side to the other, Sprocket does glance at the were-rat, which he's very interested in collecting some samples of, particularly from its mouth, maybe a tooth or two. But he'll get to that in a minute. First, he approaches Cass and says, um, excuse me, Cass, I know this may sound strange, but this would be a rare opportunity for me to possibly have the opportunity to spend some time studying lycanthropy from the perspective of a recently infected host. Uh, 
Could I by chance take a blood sample from your wound? Be my guest. Anything for science. Fantastic. Uh, and Sprocket, I need a dexterity check, please. Okay. 18. Okay. Uh, you are able to deftly do so without getting any blood on your hands or your face. In the process, as I rebind it, I throw out a 15 on medicine, which I'm not proficient in, but have read some stuff about. And, you know, just to make sure the binding's yep. back on. I'm not trying to make her better. Yep. I'm not that good. I just want to make yep. sure I took care of her. Everything seems fine. The wound seems clean, uh, as clean as a wound could be like that. Um, but it's not like poisoned or infected or anything, and the wrapping is nice. Nice. And then he would also like to collect uh, like the two front incisor teeth, because those are like the main rat teeth. Okay. And uh, a blood sample thing from the other guy. Okay. Give me, uh, give me a medicine check. Nat 20, baby. Nice. Eat you it. Pull, you pull the teeth out without any problem at all. All right. Anybody else wish to do anything before uh, you take uh, your cup of tea and try to retire for the evening? Stand for a watch. Alaray will cook up the rabbits or pheasant or whatever she found earlier and hand out dinner. Fabulous. Yep. Simeon has agreed to take first watch. Is anybody else looking to take watch this evening? I'll take the watch after. Normally I would take a watch. I can take watch after that. This time I would really appreciate the chance to sure. heal. Yeah, I feel the same, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, Simeon, you'll take first watch. Um, Alarai, your watch would be in the middle of the evening. Anon, uh, you'll take the watch uh, basically from very early morning till dawn. Agreed. Um, I have one and, final question, if you don't mind. Of course. Yep. While ripping out its teeth, does it happen to be the bard that came by and told us the story about the effing werewolf and then circled back to eat us? <laughs> What by what measure would you uh, uh, adjudicate that? Well, I'm eyeballing the heck out of his face while I rip his teeth out. So yep, yep. Give me an investigation check. Nineteen. As far as you can tell, it's not the same person. Okay, cool. Just a random thought that flitted through his yep. active little brain. Uh, the rest of the evening goes quietly. Um, no more attacks in the evening. Um, you all wake up rested the next day. Um, and you're setting your packs and everything. Um, are there any actions that are being taken before you begin the next trip? I'll offer to, Cass, uh, if I can, I'll take your pack so you don't have as much while we get underway. Thank you. I'll hold on to my staff, though, just Absolutely. in case I need it. And I put um, three or four darts in my pocket as well. Now, can Cass as a trainee sage, attempt to discover if there's anywhere where she could gain knowledge of how to heal herself. Uh, I mean, right now you're in the middle of the woods. I mean, lycanthropy is not unknown. Um, In fact, Sprocket had said something earlier about how to to cure yourself. And Illidaz had made a comment that he would normally be able to do that, except he was not able to do that at the time, so... Oh. Yeah, I, I gather that it's something that I will get. I I suppose in-game I would know that paladins usually do have that ability, but I am, at the experience that I am, wink, wink, uh, I don't have the ability to do that currently. Ah, okay. So a question of how long I can hold out. Indeed, the question um, is indeed. How long is the trip to Baldur's Gate? Uh, four days. And we're one day out of Candlekeep, where we know there are people who could cast cure wounds. 
or I mean, uh, remove curse. Hmm. Would it be better for us to turn back to make sure that our companion is cured? Or does anybody know how long it takes for lycanthropy to set in? Can we afford to wait four days? Is there any chance that I could gather the state of uh, Kex's condition by using detect poison and disease? I know it is a curse. Yeah, it's uh, most likely not. Okay. Is there a chance that um, I would know of old wise tales or bar tales about the length of time from a bite to, to turn? Sure. Roll me a history check. 18. There are many conflicting stories about how long uh, a bite takes from the bite to uh, full conversion. Um, You suspect, though, that so much of it is tied to moon cycles and stuff like that, and right now it is new moon, uh, so you suspect that you wouldn't have any issues until full moon. Based on the tales of the travelers that I've spoken with in the past and the stories I grew up with, we should have at least until the next or full moon. So I think going to Baldur's Gate, we're just as likely to find somebody with that ability as as we would going to Candle Keep. And I would be worried that returning with our mission unfulfilled, Candle Keep may not be willing to provide us such assistance. I feel confident going to Baldur's Gate. Same here. Rocket not smiles knowingly, not looking the slightest bit surprised at the information that Simeon came up with, pats him on his shoulder and goes and sits back down with his stuff. All right. You guys carry off down the road. Uh, the travel during the day is uh, is uneventful. Um, Kess, uh, you continue to feel fine, uh, although the wound is definitely uh, of a different kind than you're used to. So there's definitely something going on, um, confirming your fears that the that this this did indeed uh, transfer the curse to you. Um, so you you definitely feel like that's confirmed at this point. You get to the next evening and uh, you make your fires. Uh, how would you like to set your watch for this evening? I'll go with first watch again. Okay. I can do second again. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to get give Sprocket his rest. I'll, I'll stay up and watch. Yep. Okay. Uh, could I please get uh, D20 rolls from the three of you? It's a nine from me. Mm-hmm. Three. Uh, is, that, is that a perception style roll? Or- it is a roll of the D20 and let me know what the number is. I got a three. Fabulous. It's a three. The second evening passes uneventfully. The same thing would happen on day three. On day three, your travel during the day would be uneventful. You would make camp for the evening. Uh, Alarai would most likely hunt again for food to go ahead and provide fresh game, fresh protein uh, at dinner. It's delicious. Uh, what uh, What is your watch order for the evening? First, I think Daz is definitely worried about how much rest Simeon is missing. I know he's obviously uh, very um, well-trained and can probably handle it, but I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm very much thinking, you can you can get some rest if you want, Simeon. Thank you, my friend, but I, I don't mind. I feel better rested knowing that I've done my share to watch over our group. Okay. But I'm happy to take second or third again. I'll okay, take so, third watch, if that's okay. Okay, so Daz on second and on on third. 
Mm -hmm. Tess right. is feeling well enough to urge the others to wake her up right away if there's any trouble. Okay. Uh, could Just I get before to... everybody settles in, mm -hmm. Sprocket kind of hesitantly approaches Tess again and has a small file in his hand and says, um, Tess, I, I was wondering if you if you might want us to file down your, your front teeth. They seem to be getting larger. Tess grins at Sprocket and says, that isn't really possible until the full moon hits. <laughs> Perhaps I imagined it. Have you always had an overbite? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get, please, a D20 roll from uh, our three watch? Please. A 10 from me. Yeah, 20 for me. Fabulous. Okay. Um, so, Anon, uh, for the natural 20, uh, for the rest of the session, you will have advantage on any investigation checks. Three again. Okay. Uh, the third evening again passes uneventfully. On the fourth day, shortly after noontime, about halfway through the day, you enter the town of Baldur's Gate. Uh, and the one of the prominent areas in Baldur's Gate is the large merchant area known as the Wide. Um, and you would suspect that if there were any sort of uh, mass amount of uh, commerce or anything going on, that that is where you would need to go. Um, in fact, you might even be able to find uh, wizards who would deal in uh, in curse removal or priests in curse removal, any abjurers, frankly, um, selling their services uh, to ne'er-do-well travelers who happened upon a were-rat. Uh, you probably would find a stall there uh, that you could, you could quest for their services. So. I would definitely be interested, assuming that I may have heard tales about Baldur's Gate living. Obviously, I'm so far east from where I'm from. I would maybe be inclined to maybe take Kess to the High Hall, if, in, if there's any kind of priests or clerics who I might have some clout with being like a Torm devotee. Oh, sure. I mean, there is there is a uh, a prominent uh, temple to Torm in Baldur's Gate, so that would certainly... Don't worry, Kess, we're going to have my people on it, okay? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that that's, that's <laughs> you know, there are many places of worship spread throughout the district's um, you know, finding a finding a a, a, a temple of Torm is not uh, any difficulty in a city this size. Mm. Uh, when you walk in uh, with your friend, um, give me please. Well, uh, assume that a, another cleric uh, approaches you uh, and uh, recognizes the holy symbol, addresses you as brother, uh, and asks what uh, uh, what business uh, they can assist you with. So traveling from Kendall Keep, my friend here unfortunately was bitten by um, uh, a rat of the moon, <laughs> and um, we're of the impression that uh, she's been infected or cursed. Well, um, if there's anything we could do about that, that would be uh, amazing. Uh, roll me, please, a persuasion check. Actually, pretty good at this. Yeah, that's like a twenty-four. Awesome. Uh, we would be happy to assist you. Uh, you said 24? Kess mm -hmm. is managing to look grateful and appropriately devout all at the same time. <laughs> it's all right. You, you don't, I, I can cover the religion aspect for both of us. You can you could just be <laughs> chilling out. Appropriately for a drow in a temple of Torm? <laughs> we would be welcome 
we would we would be willing to go out and, and help you uh, for a small donation to the good works that Torm seeks to do uh, throughout the gate. You'll have to excuse me. I'm not familiar with these big cities. How much is a small donation? Uh, would 50 gold coins be enough? Alarai hands over 13 gold. S pipes up and says, I have 10. Well, that's 23. I'm actually not sure how much I have after last time. I think if we started with 15... As standard, I haven't spent any, so that's I'll put, I'll put front my full fifteen. That is a, a lovely uh, jeweled letter opener on your belt, my cursed friend. Perhaps a trade. I put forth my ten and I offer four boxes of tea, and I said these are very valuable. They come from Cormier. Your nobility would be honored to have the have this tea. And I would be willing to send a writ from my family, the Wintermere, if we could use this, uh, a case of said teas, each of said teas, as the remainder of this payment so my friend does not have to lose her, her possession. I'm sorry, Actually, what, what family are you from? The Wintermere's of Cormere. Merchant family. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not familiar with them, and we... We don't have much need for tea. Um, as I, I think certainly a, a jeweled letter opener of such fine quality in exchange uh, for the removal of uh, such a despicable curse that would leave you in agony for the rest of your short life is a fair trick. Yes, looks at, looks at um, this cleric with her head a bit on one side and says, what do you know about this letter opener. That it is it is beautiful, and I have an appreciation for beautiful things. Surely then you'll heal my beautiful friend. <laughs> How long has it been since she's been bitten? Three days. Um, well, I guess mm. three nights. <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't turned yet. Can I make an insight check on this dude? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 obviously, I've come from like what a. What question uh, are you trying to answer? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if this dude's trying to grift us. He's from the city, and I'm from kind of like, I'm from where it's like religion is like real, <laughs> and I think he's not real. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah, uh, go ahead, throw your ins- your your inside check. That's fine. Um, that is a seventeen. Yeah, uh, he is. He's for real. And he is absolutely not going to give you this service for free. How far are we off the 50 gold that he was asking? You're in probably like, uh, like the. We were at 48. We were at 48 without the jeweled dagger. Rocky can cheerfully throw two gold into that, Max. He's got two gold. He just didn't have much more than that. Okay. (laughs) My last gold piece for you, Cass. Ah, well, 50 gold it is then. Uh, Thanks, Sprocket. We would be we would be happy. Thank you for for the donation uh, to the church. We are we are most grateful uh, to you for uh, for your donation, to allowing us to continue the great works like removing curses from from uh, from wayward travelers who we've never met and ask us for services immediately when meeting us. So please uh, step, come with me. I, I, uh, before he, I go with you, I hand my jeweled dagger to Simeon and I say, could you keep that safe for me, please? I, 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 I nod dutifully, of course, 
and I will stand at her side. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, he escorts you to, uh, to a small, uh, cell kind of off the main room that you're in. Um, and, uh, another, uh, more aged cleric, little wizened around the face, um, comes up to you and, um, insists that, uh, that this won't, this won't hurt a bit, uh, and begins praying over you. Um, you feel that you are bathed in a a warming light, um, and uh, that as he casts um, from your side, you see sort of a, um, a, a like a dark tendril. Uh, all the almost smoke begin to uh, flow out from you um, and kind of uh, settle itself between his hands um, and that as he casts uh, kind of forms into like a sphere uh, and the sphere gets uh, gets you know bigger and thicker and darker um, and then at the end of his prayer after all of this uh, after all this material has flown out from you into uh, the, the space between his hands uh, he ends the prayer and the uh, the the sphere of blackness dissipates uh, into the environment. Um, and you definitely feel your side. Uh, it feels better than it did uh, before he started. You. That feels good. Go, go in Torm's light, my child. Thank you. We walk with one of Torm's and we are honored for his, his service to your God and his dedication to good people. Okay. And hopefully next time this happens, I will be able to handle this myself instead of having to fork over 50 gold for a donation. (laughs) (laughs) I've known many religious people, my my friend Daz, there are those who do it for different reasons. I'm glad. Things are just just different in the city, you know? (laughs) This is so different from what I'm used to Back at home, they'd they'd heal you for a dozen eggs or a chicken. There's, there's no sense of community here. No. Is it common to buy the love of gods in these cities? Unfortunately, I think it might be. So at this point, after having Kess healed, uh, do you wind your way to uh, the uh, the merchant area? It's time to ju- to enter the wide. Yeah, now that now that Kess is going to be okay, we've got to get onto this Amber Dune book place and uh, get to the bottom of this. Agreed. Next time on Mathsroth's Mighty Digressions. Oh, butterfly! What's this? Oh goodness! Look over there! Wow! Look at this other thing. It's really good. Do you get compliments like this often? No. And I call out. Oh, Arthur. And if you try to push me one more time, I'm calling the same watch. Then I turn to the shopkeep and say, hmm, do you mind? Holding my fingers in front of the holes. If this guy tries to step to Sprocket, I know I'm ready to step in. You have opened a door you shouldn't have opened. Time to go. <laughs> <laughs>